Welcome to the CWA podcast series on successful dental partnership transitions. This will be a series of three separate podcasts. Our first series will be learning the importance of a partnership to both the seller's and the buyer's financial independence and understanding the economic summary and global overview of the transition process. CWA has been helping dental professionals with successful dental partnerships since 1984. We look forward to helping you and answering any questions you may have from this podcast series. You can contact us through our website at www.canewaters.com or by calling our offices at 972-233-3323. When you think about selling your dental practice or hiring someone to come in to purchase a percentage of your dental practice, one of the first things any owner of a business wants to know is what's in it for me. And any buyer of a business wants to answer the same question, what's in it for me? So the first thing we have to understand is that buying and selling a dental practice has to be a financial gain for both the buyer and the seller. To understand that, it's important for you to understand one of the main backbone concepts of Kane Waters and Associates, and that is the concept of one-to-one, two-to-one, three-to-one. So I want to help you understand this with a quick $1 example. Let's assume that I had to save $1 a year, and on that $1, I could achieve a 10% return. So in the very first year, I save $1, and at the end of the year, I earn my 10 cents, and I have $1.10 at the end of the year. So in that year, I have earned 10 cents to the dollar that I've saved. So I'm at 0.1 to 1, the earnings to my savings. The very next year, I save another dollar, so now I have $2.10. If I earn my 10% on that also, I will earn 21 cents. So that year I will be at 0.21 to 1, my 21 cents in earnings to my dollar in savings. As you continue to save, eventually you will save the dollar and have $10 in your savings. If you earn 10% on the $10, you will earn $1. Your earnings that year would be $1 to your dollar in savings, therefore you've reached what we would refer to as 1 to 1. In beginning to save money, the hardest concept or the hardest place to get to is understanding and reaching one-to-one. It's because most of your savings is the critical part in getting to -to one-to-one. The interest is much less important because of the fact that it's growing by much less on the interest versus the dollar that you're saving. This works the same way with larger dollars that you might use for the sale of your dental practice or savings to a pension plan. So I want to refer you to the Cane Waters website at canewaters.com forward slash PTS. And under there, you can find what we are referring to as the Practice Transition Toolbook. And in this book, you will be able to see different things and to visualize and reference items that I'm speaking about in this podcast. So I want to reference you to the one-to-one, two-to-one, three-to-one chart so that you can visualize the differences between saving early versus saving late, how interest rates affect both early and late in your savings, and see the different growth charts of money. From that chart, let's take a look at how this affects both a seller and a buyer. So for a seller, it's important to understand how critical selling your practice at the right time and over time can significantly impact your financial success. Let's assume that a seller has 20 years before they're ready to retire and they can begin selling their practice over time. 
Let's assume that they are able to first sell a portion of their practice to a buyer that is willing to purchase one third of their business. And for that one third, they receive $400,000. They're able to invest that $400,000 to grow for them for their retirement years. Now let's assume that 10 years later, they're able to bring another associate into their practice and the two existing buyers are able to sell to the new buyer. 10 years prior, let's assume that the same seller is able to receive $250,000 for the next buyer into the practice 10 years before they're able to retire. And then at retirement, they sell out their final portion of the practice, and let's assume that's about $600,000. So these numbers are very conservative based on the values of dental practices in today's world. But if you look at this value over time, over this 20-year time period, these savings numbers would grow to be worth approximately $2.7 million at a 7% interest return. That creates an additional $2.7 million in retirement dollars, greatly impacting the doctor's cash flow and retirement security. Now, on the opposite side of this is the buyer. It's the experience of CWA for over 30 years of working with dental practices that doctors starting from scratch or buying 100% of a smaller dental practice can rarely begin saving and building wealth for a minimum of five years when they start practicing. So let's just assume that a doctor that is able to buy into an existing dental practice that has the systems, that has the staff, they're able to earn a higher amount because the practice has new patients, it's all up and running, and they're able to buy into this partnership and between the ages of 28 and 32 are able to save $30,000 into their retirement plan, 401k, pension plan. At age 65, that $30,000 in savings for five years will be worth $1.7 million at a 7% return. So when you look at these numbers, 1.7 million, 2.7 million, it's easy to understand that the financial aspect, not even considering the sell of your business and how you will bring an associate into your business, but the growth and the value to your long-term financial independence is very important for you to understand because it can make such a difference in a buyer and seller's financial plan. So while the impact to your financial success is remarkable, there are certainly non-financial benefits to both the buyer and the seller. To both the buyer and the seller, there's the ability of mentoring and sharing cases. This is always a story that we hear from doctors that it would be nice to have someone in my practice that I could share cases with on a daily basis instead of calling a colleague. So growing and working with someone can be an extreme benefit. For the selling doctor, you can begin to focus on specific cases while transitioning some of your patients to the new buyer in your practice. This can truly create work flexibility while continuing to be able to grow your practice. Through this process, the buyer can also be able to reduce their number of days' works and phase into retirement. This is an extreme benefit for the selling doctor of a practice to be able to phase into retirement versus handing your keys over to someone and working four days one week and then the next week not working any days. It allows you to phase into retirement while still working and earning income, which can be a huge benefit in how you look at your long-term financial security. For the buyer, a successful practice creates potentially increased clinical production at an earlier phase in your career. A successful practice will typically have a higher income level to the buying doctor, which will help you to manage your dental school debt more appropriately when you're beginning your career. And with successful staff and systems in place, a buying doctor will be able to focus on developing their professional development and their continuing education to help further their career at an earlier age. So financially, a dental partnership at times can seem overwhelming. But as you can see, the tangible financial benefits and the intangible career development opportunities make it something every dental professional should thoroughly investigate. So with the financial understanding 
of what's in it for the buyer and the seller, the next thing that we want to move into is the economic summary and the global overview of how successful partnerships work from associateship to the buy-in phase. The CWA Practice Transition Seminar is a two-day event that takes a deep dive into the concepts touched on in this podcast. We also bring in attorneys and consultants that specialize in dental practice transitions and look at all aspects of buying and selling a practice to put you in the best position for a successful transition. Get $500 off your ticket by using the promo code found in the Practice Transition Toolbook at canewaters.com pts. That's canewaters.com pts to get your promo code for $500 off one CWA Practice Transition Seminar. Certain restrictions apply. So with the financial understanding of what's in it for the buyer and the seller, the next thing that we want to move into is the economic summary and the global overview of how successful partnerships work from associateship to the buy-in phase. So as we move into the economic summary of a dental practice, the first thing that you need to understand is how dental practices are divided into category of expenses and profits. So we break these down into three areas, direct expenses, fixed expenses, and profit. So let's look at a definition for each one. Direct expenses are by nature an expense that varies with your production. As your practice grows, these expenses will also grow as the same percentage that they are as the practice grows. These would include your staff salaries, the matching employer payroll taxes, your lab, your dental supplies, and your office supplies. Your fixed expenses by nature are expenses that should not change over time and not increase with the increased production, such as your rent, advertising, accounting, insurance, utilities costs. These types of expenses stay fairly similar from month to month or year to year so that as your practice begins to grow, your net income or your profit begins to grow at a greater percentage versus what it took to meet that original profitability. Your profit by nature is everything else. That's going to be the doctor's salary, pension contributions, the doctor's health insurance, car expenses, and perks that a doctor runs through the practice. It's very important for a doctor to understand where their profit level falls so that they can fully understand long-term where the value is going to be and what they're actually selling to a buyer. So the most important thing to take from the definition of your direct and fixed cost is that as a practice grows, fixed costs become more efficient and profit begins to increase. I would like to reference you to the Cane Waters website where you can download the dental comparison brochure from our website, which illustrates this point in much more detail than we can do on this podcast. In this book, you can see that a single doctor practice will typically net approximately 40% profit, whereas our multiple doctor practices will net 46% net profit to the doctors. What this highlights is the fact that as you add multiple doctors to your practice, your rent doesn't have to double, your advertising doesn't have to double, your accounting costs don't have to double. In fact, they actually stay the same so that the net profit begins to increase. So let's follow this through an example. For this next example, I want you to be able to look at the dental transition toolbox and reference the economic summary section so that you can visualize how your income can change and allow a buying doctor ownership opportunities through this process from associateship to owner. So let's assume that we have a selling doctor and that selling doctor has a practice that's producing $1 million. They've determined that it's time for them to hire a new doctor to the practice, and that new doctor comes to the practice and is able to begin producing $500,000. 
So let's look first at the seller's $1 million before the buying doctor is added. If the direct expenses in a practice run approximately 40%, again, those were your expenses that vary with your production, your salaries, your dental supplies, office supplies, and lab costs. Those expenses in a general dentistry practice should run between 38 and 42%. In this example, we're assuming 40% or $400,000 of the $1 million. In a general dentistry practice, the fixed costs of a single doctor practice are typically running around 20%. So in this example, we're assuming the fixed cost at $200,000 on the $1 million, creating profit of $400,000. We now add the buyer to the practice, and we're able to do that without increasing our fixed costs. So we don't have increased rent, we don't have increased advertising, we don't have increased utility costs. So the buyer is able to come in and produce $500,000. If our direct expenses were running 40% on the million dollars, our direct expenses were run 40% on the next 500,000 because of the fact that the direct expenses will vary as your production increases. So in this example, 500,000 times 40% would be $200,000, creating additional profit of 300,000. So as you can see from this, the profit on a second doctor is much greater than the first doctor due to the sharing of fixed cost. This is one of the most important concepts to grasp that as you are adding doctors to the practice, the practice becomes more efficient and makes more money for the doctors to distribute to themselves because of the fact that you are sharing the fixed costs. So now that we've added the associate to the practice and the practice has grown from a million to $1.5 million, we have to determine what the next step will be. So first, we have to understand that without the associate doctor, there's no increased profit. If the doctor leaves, the selling doctor will not be able to take over and do all of that extra profit. So a decision has to be made. Does the selling doctor want to make more money on a monthly basis with the hope that the associate continues to show up? Or does the selling doctor allow the buying doctor to buy into the practice, share the cost, and receive money up front to benefit them financially? Let's look first at the doctor adding the profit to their existing profit. So we have an established doctor that is selling that is already making $400,000 of profit. We've added the associate doctor to the practice. The practice has created an extra $300,000 of profit. Let's assume that that associate doctor now is paid $175,000 of the $300,000, which is approximately 35% of their production. And the discretionary profit of $125,000 is left over and is added to the established doctor's profit and increasing their profit from $400,000 to $525,000. If that is done and the selling doctor does not understand what profit is available, there will be no money left to fund the buy-in when the practice is sold to the associate doctor. This will lead to the loss of your associate, the loss of the extra income, and even hire another associate to train them and get them up to date on your staff, your systems, and your patients in the office. Now, if the decision is made to use the extra money to allow for a buy-in, you first have to understand how the income would be shared. We will get into the very details of sharing the income in the third podcast, but from a global perspective, when you split money in a dentistry practice, a portion of the profit needs split based on ownership, and a portion of the profit needs split based on production. Kane Waters uses a combination of both of these methods. We use the profit from the hygiene department as the ownership profit, and we use the profit based on the doctor's production as the profit that's split based on production for the doctors. So the buying doctor joined the practice and an extra $300,000 of profit was created. So let's assume that the hygiene profit for that doctor that's buying into the practice 
who was doing $500,000 of a $1.5 million practice that they can afford to buy approximately a third of the business. So if they buy into a third of the business, they will receive approximately a third of the hygiene profit. So let's assume that that hygiene profit is approximately $67,000 for a third of the hygiene profit. The fixed cost of the practice that we're running $200,000, now that the buying doctor has bought into the practice, they will also have to share in their fixed costs. Well, if they're doing one-third of the overall production in the office, they will pay for one-third of the fixed costs, or $67,000. So the hygiene profit will help cover their fixed costs. The $300,000 of debt service allows the buying doctor to have good income from what they're doing and leaves discretionary profit that's left over to service the practice note. Because the selling doctor tracked this and knew this income level, they were able to make sure and understand the increased profit and how it can be used to sell the practice and sell that cash flow to the doctor that's buying into the practice. What's important to note in each phase of this is that it's always important that a buying doctor make more money as they buy into the practice. Otherwise, it's going to be very difficult to get them to buy into your business. So lastly, as the partnership begins to grow, if one doctor is already producing a million, the next level of growth in the practice will probably be the buying doctor growing their production from 500000 to $1 million. So let's look at what happens when that takes place. So partner number one is doing a million, and partner number two is also doing a million. In that case, our direct costs both increase to 400000 that each doctor covers. Our fixed costs were 200000 Now that we're doing equal production with each other, we each cover 100000 of the fixed costs, and partner number one's profit increases to $500,000. So as a selling doctor, your benefit in adding another doctor to the practice is that as the practice grows and you share those fixed costs, you can continue to produce the same amount of dentistry, but yet your income begin to increase over time. Eventually, this allows for the partnership to begin to phase one doctor out of the practice. Because as the practice grows and is now producing $2 million, both doctors understand that the practice is worth more money and that each doctor wants to make sure that the practice stays at that higher value because if the production begins to decrease, it will affect each doctor's income. So as we add a third doctor to the practice and the beginning seller or partner number one is able to transition 500000 of their $1 million in production to the new buying doctor, we will now have partner number one producing 500000 partner number two producing a million, and the new buying doctor producing 500000 so that the practice is staying at that level. This allows partner number one to reduce their direct costs and pay those only based on their $500,000 of production, meaning the direct costs are now paid by the new buying doctor because they have picked up $500,000 of production in the practice. Because partner number one's production decreased, partner number two now pays a higher percentage of the fixed costs. So partner number one and partner number two both see their income decrease as they bring the new associate doctor into the practice practice, but the discretionary profit of the new doctor helps replace that while they're transitioning the practice. Eventually, this allows for the ultimate transition of partner number one completely out of the practice under this methodology. So in conclusion, in this first podcast, I think you can understand and see the powerful benefits of what's in it for both the buyer and seller financially by being able to save earlier and to transition the equity in your business at a much earlier age than waiting till the end of your career. And lastly, I think it shows the fact that it creates a system of how a buying doctor can buy into your practice and ultimately allow for the founder of the practice or the partners to begin to phase out and transition into retirement without losing the profitability that 
is created by building a multiple doctor practice. So thank you for listening to this first series in the podcast. In the second series, we'll begin to examine when your practice is ready to hire an associate and cover both the employment phase of a buying doctor and moving that doctor to the at-risk phase where they're paid a certain percentage of their production. 